Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you are having a great spring. I hope that the pollen is being kind to you. And if it's not, I hope you have a good supply of Zyrtec or Claritin or whatever it is that brings you relief. We're having a great spring. We just got back from a nice spring break trip and I was able to see some of my family during that time. So it was, it was a good time. Today, I want to continue on in our discussion of these verses that are just tucked away in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and that's verses 13 and 14. But if you've been with me for the past several weeks, you'll know that we've been going through each one of these instructions on how we can live in a time and in a culture that is not very friendly to followers of Christ. Uh, Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. They were living in a very worldly, it was a very worldly society, a worldly city, very much like where some of us may find ourselves with beliefs and worldviews that are very contrary to what the Bible says and how the Bible tells us to live. Let me read the verses and then we'll kind of do a review before we jump into this week's instruction. So 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14 says, To be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong, do everything in love. So really quick, five instructions that we've been given that Paul gives this church. I think it will be applicable for us as the church of Jesus Christ to remember these things and to do these things. The first thing was we were told to be on our guard. That means we are to be watchful. We are to look out for the dangerous situations that may attack our spiritual lives. Like a watchman standing on a wall, that's how we need to be when it comes to spiritual matters. We were also told to stand firm in our faith. That means that we are to persist, we are to persevere in the things that we do, in the things that we believe about about Jesus. There's four of those things that are included. Remembering what Christ has done for us, remembering our future is in heaven, remembering that we have been set apart for a specific work, and then remembering who our enemy is and the weapons that we have been given to fight that enemy. Those four things are going to help us to stand firm in our faith, to remember all that God has done for us. Last week, we talked about how we could be men and women of courage, and we looked at the life of Joshua and how he was told multiple times, uh, seven in the scriptures that we looked at, seven times by God to be strong and courageous. And so with that in mind, our next instruction that we're going to talk about today is to be strong. So what does it take to be strong? I can think about a bodybuilder or weightlifter lifting up that those heavy those heavy weights for a competition or or whatever. But to me, strength is most personified when it has to 
persevere, when it has to continue. Not like a bodybuilder who just lifts up one a heavy weight and then drops it a few seconds later. This is someone that carries, that persists, that goes the distance with what, with the life that they've been given. Why is being strong so important? Is strength only a physical attribute? I think that we would all say that no. The mind can be strong, and the stronger the mind is, the stronger the whole person. In this verse in 1 Corinthians, the words be strong is a passive present verb. Passive meaning that you and I, we don't have to do anything. It means that we are being, we are to be strengthened by who, by what, of course, by God. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to lift up the heavy weights of, and burdens of this world. God is going to do that. He's going to strengthen us. All we have to do is to sit back and allow that strength to be poured into us. So to be a strong believer, mind, body, and soul, we only need to rely on God's power to do this for us. There's no steps. There's no magic formula to get strength from God. What we can do is to continue in the instructions that have already been given to us. Continue in the spiritual disciplines that we already know about. If you joined me a few series back, uh, when Brian was with me, we talked about next steps in the Christian walk after salvation. We talked about getting connected to a church and a small group and having a quiet time, prayer and worship. All of those things, those are those spiritual disciplines have been given to us that we already know about that it's going to allow us to continue to be strong to continue to strengthen us day in, day out. God's going to do that through those things and the power of the Holy Spirit. Doing these spiritual disciplines and living out these instructions will give God the freedom to begin using His strength in our lives instead of us operating in our own. We, can, we only have to flip over to the Old Testament, to the book of Judges, and look at the life of Samson to see that. Samson was, when you think about strength in the Bible, your mind's probably going to go to Samson if you know anything about him. He was known for his feats of strength. He was known for the fact that he was dedicated to God from birth. He's listed in the Hall of Faith in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And he began to free his people, Israel, from Philistine, the enemy's oppression. A key verse that uh, describes his life is in Judges 13, 5, where it says, You will conceive, this is talking, it's an angel of the Lord talking to Samson's mother. You will conceive and give birth to a son. No razor may be used on his head because the boy is to be a Nazarite, set apart to God from birth, and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Judges 13, 24 says that the woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him. 
So we know he had all of these feats of strength. He was strong. But when did he lose his strength? When he was enticed away, when he turned his back on the calling that had been put on him at birth, that's when he lost his strength. And he paid for that with his life. So if you want to study more about Samson, look in Judges chapters 13 through 16 to get a little bit more about his life. And with that in mind, think about relying on God to strengthen you versus relying on yourself to strengthen you. And after I thought about that, I thought about Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. A very familiar passage to everyone, but I think it bears to be read here as we think about being strong. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So who gives strength? Who increases power? That's God and God alone. It's nothing that we can come up with. We can't manufacture the strength that we need to live a godly life. Only God can do that for us. So the challenge is, can we sit back and allow God to strengthen us and rely on God's power to work in and through us? I hope that you will say, yes, I can do that. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be a daily struggle that we will have to submit and say, okay, God, you feel me, you strengthen me. I don't want to do this on my own today. Can you make that decision today? Can you do that? Can you pray that prayer? Let's do that now. God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for my friends who are listening. I thank you that we can just sit back and receive strength from you. That you give strength to us when we're weary and you increase the power working through us when we are weak. Would you renew our strength? Would you help us to soar, help us to run and not grow weary and help us to walk and not be faint? so that we can live a life in this world. We can live a life that shines for you. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. And as we celebrate him this week, his death, burial, and resurrection, God, may may we always be grateful for that. May we always remember what Christ did for us. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today. Next week, we're going to wrap up this series, Instructions for Living, with the last instruction telling us to do everything in love. It's 
going to be a big one, and I hope that you'll come back and join me. I'll see you then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me, and I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life? to be in charge. If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at Kingdom Rock. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.